And I'm Katie. And this is I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. A horror movie podcast. Hey, horror fans, if you like what you're hearing, follow us on Instagram at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. Please subscribe on Spotify or iTunes and give us a great rating. It'll help spread the word. Thank you. Thanks for joining us tonight. We are here to talk about Don't Breathe from 2016. I'm stoked. I just watched it. And you'd never seen it before, right? I had never seen it before. Uh, This was my recommendation. And I am affirmed. Because you liked it, right? I thought it was pretty good. um, But we can get into it more. (laughs) And we will. That's why we're here. (laughs) I think um, these movies tend to make me just very, very anxious. See, that's my goal. Because you don't get scared. So the only only payout I get is (laughs) having you watch a movie that just makes you deeply uncomfortable. (laughs) Where I'm just like gritting my teeth like, ugh. Like, fine. You don't want to jump and scream? You don't want to have nightmares? I'll just make you sit in a bucket of tension for 90 minutes. Right. And I don't even scream. I just, like, listeners at home, I just do this. Like, I go, my shoulders go up a little bit, and I go, (laughs) It is literally quieter than my average hiccup. Mm. Mm. I do that. Mm. 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 You pull on your collar all Rodney Dangerfield, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right, so I guess let's start out with what's... New with you, our segment. What's new um, with me? Oh, I think I'm supposed to go. No. I go, then you go, oh, then I go. I wrote, it's not, did you already. write it wrong on your I post-it? I already wrote this wrong. I'm, Unreliable I'm post-it. Boys and girls. I'm Boys, tired. <laughs> Boys and girls, tired. sit down. Yes, I'm tired. Miss Meredith is tired. I'm very tired. <laughs> um, I don't know, like, uh, kind of same old, same old. We're back in school, first week back after spring break. Yeah, uh, school's only dumb. Six weeks what? left before summer vacation, which is very exciting. It's going to be fast. Um, it's crazy. Something interesting I do have to share. So I um, have, because I, I know I had asked you um, for some recs in the past for tattoo artists. Um, and the reason mm-hmm. is because I have, um, you know, to use the term piece is um, laughable, especially talking to you and the amount of ink <laughs> you have. Um, but basically, like, when I was, like, 25, I got, like, a very small letter G for my great-grandmother's initial, and then when I turned 30, I got one for my grandmother that had just passed, which was her initial, plus this butterfly, and I thought they were gonna look really cute together, like, I had them put right next to each other, and they didn't, because I, you know, I just, like, walked in and was like, give me this, and, and then they did it, and I was like, I haven't thought about this, it'll be fine. Zero (laughs) thought. Um, and so that was, you know, 10 years ago, and I'm turning 40 next month, or, well, I guess technically it's not May yet. But I'm turning 40 in June. And um, the funny thing is, is that so I had this tattoo that was dedicated to my great grandmother and my grandmother. And years ago, my mom, when you know, we're by the pool or whatever. And she goes, when do I get a spot on your back? Like being all snotty. And so I was like snotty back. And I was like, when you die. Um, Well, you know, so she's been gone for seven years now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, "Okay, well, here's my opportunity to like incorporate her and you're like well now I have to do that crap (laughs) yeah but I'm doing it in a way where I'm hopefully going to unify what I have Mm -hmm. into a nicer looking piece overall and that began with actually like 
finding an artist, mm-hmm. like an actual art, artistic artist. Yeah. Um, and like looking for one that does the kind of work I'm looking for and going through that, that creative process with them and everything so that the result is more what I'm happy with. And so I did find, um, an artist who, I mean, she's very, very reputable, very sought after. So like, you know, I'm not going to get, I'm not on her calendar until like July, but I have a, um, like a zoom planning meeting or whatever with Mm -hmm. her in a week or so. Um, but I'm excited because I, you know, she does really, really beautiful work. And so I feel like it's a situation where I'm going to be able to kind of tell her like, this is what I'm imagining me not being an artist Mm -hmm. and her being an artist, like listening to what I'm saying and just making something amazing. That's great. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Well, that's always fun. And then you can kind of, well, I mean, it's collaboration in the creative process yeah and, um, even if you're not artistic you still have opinions about right. it so you can be like i love that or i don't want that on my body that sounds yeah. you know not yeah. for me so well and i sent her a picture of like what i had and then i like, google imaged like kind of the you know component that i was thinking about adding and sent her that and i like looked at the work that she's done and she's done some things that look a lot like what i'm imagining mm-hmm. um so i i feel very confident that i'm gonna love it when when it's done so yeah yeah well that's awesome i am always a fan of people getting tattoos that they Mm -hmm. are uh, really thinking about not just like some garbage (laughs) yeah not like i'm drunk and i walked into the parlor and pointed to something on the wall yeah and i'm like really why that's what you went with that's your forever Ooh, no that's there tonight and they'll regret it later (laughs) (laughs) well that's exciting yeah i'm I'm excited to see how it turned oh, yeah. out and all that. Yeah, I'll, really I'll be cool. walking around topless so that you can appreciate it when the time I comes. I hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> I would expect nothing less, especially in the summertime. Exactly. You know, because it gets really hot here. Super hot. <laughs> I'm going to take my top off so that it freezes. Foggy San Francisco. Yeah. Well, what's new with you? Um, Just COVID going around. Wait, what? What's I know. COVID? There's this crazy thing. People it's think thing. it's gone. Have you heard of it? It's not gone, guys. Boys and girls, it's not gone. Boys and girls, COVID is still here. I know. So we're, you know, just dealing with that at school and having to deal with, like, getting rapid tests and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And yeah. it's just stressful. So uh, it was a long week, and I'm I'm just, you know, ready to, like, have a nice, relaxing weekend. I mean, it'll be nice to not wake up at 6 every day. I mean, I probably will, but not, like, jump out of bed with purpose of having to do things. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking forward to, like, waking up. And then having some coffee and just relaxing a little bit yeah. tomorrow. Um, I don't know. Like, I've been re-watching recently with the boyfriend, True Blood. Oh, I yeah. that show. And, yeah, I've still um, never seen it. I mean, we talked about it with the, the Dracula episode. But you don't I'm, like vampires. I don't so like it. And like I'm it. on the fence about Anna Paquin, although I do love Alexander Skarsgård. So I'm really oh conflicted. Oh, my God. I mean, you know what? I'm probably to rewatch. I'm like, Alexander... Skarsgård is so fine. Tasty. That yeah. is a tasty, tasty he is man. Very good looking, and he's such a badass. Yeah. Was... Did you see the Tarzan movie he made? No. Shit, girl. Him like, as Tarzan. Like, just means, think. Like, I just, just stop don't want to watch it. I feel. But think repulsed. of him as Tarzan. Close your eyes for a moment. I can't. <laughs> and it's all ridiculous. It, I, oh, I can't. No. no, no, no. I can't. Well, it's Simeon. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, like, I don't want to talk about this. Anymore. I'm like, I'm You're done. Making me uncomfortable. <laughs> well, I like, I love True Blood. I've watched it a few times. I mean, I watched it when it first aired when Charlotte, my 
12 uh, year old was an infant like she was only like a few weeks old and I was like what's this new show called True Blood I've never heard of it where was I <laughs> living under a rock and then I was like I'm catching up and watching this yeah thank you infant for <sighs> forcing me to <laughs> yeah stay up all night in the night like nursing changing diapers I was basically like unconscious most of the time but watching that somehow I but don't having know. a really good experience it was fine I, I really so it, it holds a special place in my heart because I think because of when I was watching it mm-hmm. I have a reverse feeling <laughs> about catch 22 why because you were up all night watching that I was reading that book when Tommy was an infant and I um, so I went to a really garbage high school um, it actually ended up getting its accreditation pulled and closing the year after I graduated and um, so it did not require us to read most of the American literature that most kids read in high school and as a I'm, I mean, I'm not that big a nerd, but I was like, everybody's read this and this and this and this. And I never did because our school just didn't bother assigning anything. And so as an adult, I was like, well, I'm going to read of Mice and Men and I'm going to read Fahrenheit 451 oh, and I'm going to, you know, all this shit. I'm going to read Great Gatsby. Um, and so Catch-22 was one of those where I was like, OK, I'm going to read this. And I was doing it when when Tommy was an infant and I hated that book. It was interminable. And the only way that I got through it was reading it aloud to the baby. That sounds not worth it. Because it was so dull to me uh-huh. that if I wasn't reading it out loud, I could not keep my mind focused on the text. Really? Like, I would, it would be that thing where your eyes were just going over the words and nothing was, was getting to your mm-hmm. brain. I was reading Twilight. <laughs> I was watching True Blood reading Twilight. You guys, now y'all know what I was obsessed with when... I was uh, about 12 years ago. Like, about, about exactly 12 years ago. Vampires all the time. Yeah. Well, I never read that. And Oops. Catch I, dro- I just dropped my headphones. Um, yeah, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. No, you're not. not you're anything. not. I mean, it's it's fine, but we it was really books, hard to get through. I mean, a lot of really hard books were assigned, and we had to like go into symbolism and, yeah. like um, you know, Scarlet Letter and Of Mice and Men and a bunch of different books that... Um, I really enjoyed. Yeah. No, but. we managed to, our um, AP senior English teacher, mm-hmm. it was his last year before retirement, and I'm pretty sure he was full on senile because we tricked him into teaching us Macbeth three times in one year. Oh, that's depressing. Because we kept telling him we hadn't read it yet. <gasps> wow, you guys are going to hell. And then... Well, no, your hell was having to reread or read. But, I mean, not when you when you've already done the lessons and taken the tests. I mean, it's not. I mean, maybe it was only twice. I don't remember. I have, I have some friends I could ask. Maybe you're but, just ter- you're just a really terrible person. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who's a good person at seventeen? I mean, I was okay. I don't I believe wasn't it. Doing that shit. I think you're lying. <laughs> I went to like graves. What? Stuff. I went to raves. And oh, I thought you said you liked grapes. I loved grapes. <laughs> no, I like gra- I like grapes now that are fermented and and, they and in a glass. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we've uh, rambled on. <laughs> what are we enough. here for again? <laughs> okay. So we are here to uh, talk about don't breathe. Katie, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Skippers. Here it's a it's a horror movie podcast. I know. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. I yeah. apologize. You know what? No really apologies. Quick, what? I was looking at our numbers. It's like close to 4,000 listeners. What? I'm like, who are you even? I wonder. I Probably wonder. people making fun of it and saying, or like, where it's like, they listen and they say, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. 
Oh, it's all um, uh, employees at CPS who are getting ready to raid my house and take my daughter away. <laughs> They're like, they, this person has credentials to educate children? And oh. she's showing her. And tonight is probably going to be the worst example of what I've had Grace watch. Yeah. When you think about it. Well, we'll get CPS, there. CPS, listen, listen hard. Listen yeah. hard. L- listen listen hard and good. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yeah. Don't Breathe uh, came out in 2016. Um I had only seen it once before um, I suggested we do it for this episode, and I rewatched it, and I loved it again. Um, and uh, the I'm a big fan of Dylan Minnette. Um, fortunately, I don't really remember when he was a child star, and so I'm able to appreciate him as kind of like a, a you know, way too young for me, but a hunky guy. Yeah, um, yeah he's, he's handsome. And he's handsome, and, and I just, I, he gets, he has such a clean-cut appearance that he categorically is get, gets cast in, like, the good guy role, mm-hmm. um, and what that's he's, like, my a terrible type. person? Yeah, could be. But <laughs> like, he has he's so like, I, feel I um, in my free time. confession time. I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. been with the same like he has the same sweet little girlfriend. Like they've been together for years. It's adorable. Um, um but anyway, so yeah, Dylan Minnette is um one of the leads and uh Jane Levy, who's also a uh, very awesome and talented. She was in um Castle Rock. She oh, played yeah. um the their iteration of Jack Torrance. She mm-hmm. was Jackie Torrance. And she was in Evil Dead, the remake. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Which is <sighs> insane. Yeah. Well, this uh, director did that first, and then... then and this. then Castle Rock? No, did this movie. Oh, then did Don't Breathe? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But, um, um, yeah, I loved that. I mean, it wasn't, like, really widely enjoyed, but I thought it was a good um, take on that, yeah. on that movie. Yeah. So. I'm going to watch sometime. Yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, speaking of... Sweet, sweet Jane Levy. So um, the movie opens with an aerial shot of suburbia and there's sirens in the distance uh, growing steadily closer and the camera angle slowly tightening in on somebody dragging a motionless young woman down the middle of the street, leaving a streak of blood on the pavement behind her. Um, Then we get a close-up of a rear view of the um, man dragging and he's this, you know, gray-haired, so evidently, you know, old man. And then we get the title card for Don't Breathe. Um... When we come back, we've got three teenagers, a girl and two boys, um, breaking into this totally bougie house, like really obnoxiously, you know, ostentatious um, house. And they have some sort of insider access info that's allowing them to manipulate the alarm system, which Mm is um, why they're able to get in. Uh, So they're like tearing through the house, having a good time. The girl's trying on some clothes. One of the boys is like urinating on a rug. I think he's jerking off all over it. I think he's peeing. Really? I, I think he's peeing. But was, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, I think he was jailing Listeners, like, you can tell us. Place. I was um, like, really? That's, your, what, that's what you decided to do? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and anyway, then they steal some stuff, and they run off. Um, and we realize that the, the girl in this little trio is the same one um, from the opening shot that's um, that was being dragged down the street. So that is Jane Levy, and uh, her name is Roxanne. They call her Rocky. Um, so now the trio's in the car, and they're talking about stealing enough uh, so that they can leave Detroit, which is, you know, where they're living, and move to California. Um, at least Rocky and Money, who is the one of her boys, one of the guys that's her boyfriend, um, that's their plan to move to California. Alex, um, who's the more wholesome looking of the two guys, obviously Dylan Minnette, um, says that he has to stay in Detroit um, because of his dad. Mm-hmm. 
So now Money is fencing the goods that they had stolen and got a tip from the guy he's selling to to rob this one particular house um, whose security system is from Alex's dad's company. So now we know how they're getting the like codes and the access and all the insider information to bypass the security systems on these houses because Alex's dad has that company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, the the owner of this house that they're getting the tip for, um, they're told, is a war vet who received this big cash settlement from a rich family years ago when um, the rich family's daughter ran over and killed the homeowner's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when money brings this tip to the group, Alex refuses to participate because the amount of money they're talking about stealing is too risky. Um, you know, it's like grand larceny, meaning more jail time if they're caught, uh, more attention on his dad's company. Um but Rocky, you know, kind of leans on him and persuades him and he relents. And so now at this point, we're like definitely realize that, you know, he he likes her. He cares about mm-hmm. her. He's the good, good guy on the side. Um, I just wonder, I'm like, even like, what does Alex have to gain from this? Like, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, what is he in it for? Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I don't. I mean, his home life seemed fine. He doesn't seem to. Yeah, be we don't. Like, well, we, yeah, we never see anything. Nothing about, that's. A be a motivator to be like oh I need uh, to a go, life like, of crime yeah yeah there's something I need to run away from <laughs> sure um, yeah. we definitely see that um, and I actually didn't even put that in my notes but we definitely see that Rocky's home life is quite terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. absolutely terrible and so she has every reason in the world to be trying to get out of town mm-hmm. um, okay so now they're in the car and they're casing the house um, and uh, <laughs> they meet the huge Rottweiler that belongs to their target. Um, they also see the target walking down the street after the dog, and this is when we learn that he is blind. Mm-hmm. Um, and Money says that he lost his sight in Iraq. So that's, you know, he's a veteran, and he lost his sight in um, in his service. Um, so the, in the neighborhood that this house is located in is totally abandoned. It's like one of the kind of forgotten neighborhoods in Detroit, and so his house is the only one that's occupied, which, you know, is also beneficial for their plans to rob it because there's less attention and no neighbors to see anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so they hit the house that night at 2 a.m. Um, first, they take care of the dog who is chained up um, and because they, they throw some food with drugs in it, and he, he gets knocked out. Um so they go to unlock the door. There's more locks on the door than they're expecting and more than Alex has keys for because he's come prepared to, you know, actually enter the house with, with all of his special access. Um, I think I think the whole thing is when you have the security company, you're supposed to be able to access the house yourself. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't have access. Like, why? Why? Yeah. What's going on? Like, why, why are there you? a bunch of extra padlocks mm-hmm. and shit on this door? Right. That's not, like, on Suspicious. the notes or, or any of, like, <clears throat> the, um, like all the stuff that you know about the house. Yeah. So. Weird. Very uh, although, weird. you know, when you're the Suspicious. only occupied house in an abandoned Detroit neighborhood, I mean, yeah. I think you'd want all the locks you could get. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd be like <laughs> barring myself up too. <laughs> Um, so when they're unable to get in that door or the, um, the basement opening, like, I don't even know what you call that. Like those double doors that go under, like, it's always on the out, like it's in Ma too, like this basement Mm -hmm. access in all of these houses that doesn't really, it's not really a California thing. Um, but you know, those like double doors into the ground that allow you to get into the basement from outside the house. It's like a root cellar kind of situation. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. So there's a set of those doors as well, but those are also bolted up and, and they can't um, get into there. So um, Rocky spots that the uh, one, like one of the few unbarred windows up on the second floor. So they boost her up. She breaks the glass and slides it open. Um, and this registers silently in the alarm system. 
Um, but, you know, they're aware of that. And so a piece of window glass sticks in the sole of her shoe and she dislodges it um, when she's walking down the hall before she uses Alex's remote to disable the alarm just before it, like, alerts the police or anything. And in this, like, she kind of, like, gazes around. She notices framed pictures um, of the dead daughter on the mantle and everything. So it's, like, you know, kind of context and everything. And then one's randomly upside down. Well, yeah, because he's blind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's blind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, so then she opens the door. Um, she lets the guys in. She tells them all to take off their shoes so that they stay quiet and don't, you know, alert the homeowner. Um, and so just uh, so that, you know, I, I'm general. I just refer to him as the homeowner throughout this because we never He's actually. He's referred to as a blind man all throughout the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they start searching the house. Um, money. So it, he ends up going into this main bedroom where the homeowner's sleeping. Um, and the there's a video playing on the TV of a young girl, which, you know, is obviously his daughter, his dead daughter, that he's got the home video playing and everything that he's falling asleep to. Um, and then we get this kind of camera angle that travels under the bed um, to show us a hidden handgun, like, tucked underneath the mattress mm-hmm. um, under where he's sleeping. And um, Money walks into the room, and suddenly the man sits up, like, bowled up right awake. And Money freezes. Um, the man turns off the TV and lays back down. And so Money employs this homemade gas bomb that's like a little water bottle with whatever chemicals in it that they've figured out. Like, um, it's called, they call it chloroform bomb or something, like, yeah. to make you pass out. Yeah, something like that. Like, does it um, in the bedroom so that the homeowner will be knocked out and Money leaves the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so back downstairs, the trio uh, recognize this door with a huge lock on it, which is the door to the basement, and they figure that's where they're going to find the money, because it's got all this, like, unnecessary security on it. Um, and at this point, we show it shows that Money actually brought a gun to the, the burglary. And when Alex sees that, he totally tries to abort the mission because, again, he's thinking, like, now this is armed robbery. This is, you mm-hmm. know, if we get caught, like, the, the risk is so much higher and everything. Yeah. Um, but before he can leave, Money uses the gun to shoot off the lock to the basement. Alex is like, you know, I'm out of here. Walks out of the house. Um, and, like, really suddenly the homeowner appears downstairs. Um, but the, uh, the... So Money is, like, talking to him and, you know, kind of playing off, like, he's the only one there. So, mm-hmm. Because the homeowner obviously doesn't, can't see the other two. So Money tries to tell him that he wandered in drunk and he's really sorry. And he's like, sorry, man, I'll get out of here or whatever. Um, but as the homeowner's walking, he steps on part of the broken door lock that Money shot off. And he realizes that there's more going on than that. And the situation turns. Um, so then Money's like holding the gun on the homeowner. Um, Rocky's still silent. Um, and then Money fires the gun again. Alex hears it outside. Um, so then there's a struggle between the homeowner and money and the homeowner overpowers him. And he's asking, you know, how many of them are you? Money says he's alone. Um, thinking that that's going to like protect him or something. And the homeowner shoots money in the head. So Mm -hmm. that's the end of money. Um, and after witnessing that, yeah, yeah. Not a big loss. He kind of seems like an asshole. Mm hmm. Um, and but Rocky, you know, is standing there, you know, this whole time trying to stay perfectly quiet so the homeowner doesn't realize she's there and she creeps into this closet to hide. Um, and then Alex, because he, you know, was just outside when he heard the gunshot, re-enters the house, almost bumps into the homeowner, but he's like, you know, freezing again, you know, like so that he can't, he won't be seen. Um, but the homeowner finds the glass on the floor of the hall that came out of Rocky's shoe when she first broke in and figures out how they got in. So the homeowner re-padlocks the door that they that um, Rocky let them in through. 
Um, and then he goes to the bathroom and boards up the broken window. So now they're trapped. He's he's closed off all mm-hmm. of their exit points. Um, and there's a bunch of success, suspenseful moments where Alex is like right by the homeowner and he's like doesn't realize that he's there. Yeah, he's kind of pressed up against the wall in the hallway and he's yeah. like walking by. And it's like it's weird seeing that like someone walking with purpose right by somebody and yeah. not noticing that they're there and you're yeah. like ooh, scary well and it's also this idea like you know the heightened senses that you develop when you lose one it's hard to imagine in some of those scenarios that the homeowner would not have sensed that there was like someone a- like right like mm-hmm. you feel body heat you hear breathing like even if someone's standing there completely frozen like you even I, like, I'm not blind, and I feel like if somebody walks into a room, even if they're completely quiet, you you feel something. Yeah. And this guy's supposed to have have those heightened other senses from mm-hmm. his lack of sight. It's, like, you know, not like, oh, this movie's so fake. But I feel like he would have picked up on there being something amiss yeah. at one of those points. I guess it kind of picks and chooses when he's able to sense people and not. Yeah. It's kind of funny. You're yeah. Like, well, okay. Well, maybe Suspend like his disbelief. Yeah, fine. And he's also in like a heightened emotional state because his house has just been broken into. So maybe yeah. that's affecting it. And too. he just murdered somebody. He may like not really care that much, but he seems like really shaken a little bit. Like yeah, he's like ooh, you yeah, know. Yeah, he's like, not like this cold blooded piece of shit. Like he's you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, so Rocky's still hiding in the closet. She and Alex are te- texting each other. And all of a sudden, the homeowner comes into the closet where Rocky's hiding. So she's, like, super frozen. And um, reveals that there's a hidden safe in mm-hmm. that closet. And she sees him open it up to confirm that his money is still in there. So now she knows the code to yeah. open the safe. She, she can see it. But now, so now the question is, though, if the money's in the safe in the closet, why was the door to the uh, basement locked so Oh, that's a big... Conundrum. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so Alex gets to Rocky in the closet. He tells her, like, we should call the cops, but she's like, nope, boop, 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 boop. Opens the safe instead, bags the money. Money, please. Yeah. Money, money, please. <laughs> um, so they decide their best option to get out of the house is through the basement. Um, but as they're approaching the door, all of a sudden the homeowner bursts through the door out of the basement back onto the main floor. And so they, again, they freeze and are standing motionless. Um, while the homeowner, he's like, basically like, well, now I got this dead body in my house I need to take care of. So he's putting a bag on money's head and he drags the body away. Um, but then suddenly Alex accidentally creaks on a floorboard and the homeowner's like, Like, what is that? Um, So he realizes that there are others in the house. This Mm -hmm. is the first point that the homeowner realizes that money was not alone in the Mm -hmm. house. Also, he smells like he sees their shoes and smells them. He hasn't gotten there yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just ruined it. I'll see myself out. <laughs> um, and then, so now Money's phone, though, suddenly goes off in the pocket of the body. And so the homeowner shoots the phone. He's like, <laughs> Maybe it wasn't in his pocket. Maybe it had fallen out of his pocket. Yeah. And homeowner, he seems kind of like, okay, well, that was the source of the noise. And he shot it. So now it's fine. So mm-hmm. he goes back to dragging Money down the hall, clearing the way for Alex and Rocky to sneak into the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, now, upstairs, the homeowner, like, you know, is like... <laughs> And he finds the shoes that they took off and um, left under the table. Who has smelly feet in my house? What's that smell? What is that? 
Um, so now he's like, oh, shit, there are actually more people in here. Um, so now he's like, oh, crap. So he goes back to the safe, checks it again, and finds that the money's gone, that it's empty. So now he definitely knows that there are um, people still in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so back downstairs, Alex and Rocky are searching for the door from the basement outside into the alley and mm-hmm. are startled and horrified to find a young woman tied up with her mouth duct taped. Um, and they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Or, like, the thing she had in her mouth reminded me of, like, Handmaid's Tale or something. Like, this oh, weird thing yeah. that you put on their mouths in that show. Yeah, like the, the next level handmaids mm-hmm. that weren't even allowed to talk and had that special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that totally reminded me of that. And, and kind of for similar, similar you know, reason. um, yeah. reasons. So it was definitely creepy. Yeah. And, yeah. Not okay. Crazy. Um, and so the, the girls' harnesses are actually tied, you know, through a series of cords and everything to a bell upstairs. And so that alerts the homeowner that she's moving around. Um, and while, you know, the Alex and Rocky are like, we got to get away. But, oh, my God, there's this girl, blah, blah, blah. So the girl manages to show Rocky a news clipping. Um, and based on that, Rocky realizes that the prisoner is the rich girl who had run over the, and killed the homeowner's daughter. Mm-hmm. Who's and now she's being like kept prisoner. motioning at a safe also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it turns out that the code on the upstairs safe also works on the one in the basement. And when they open it, they find the keys to the prisoner's restraints and they free her. Um, then they finally find the door to the outside and use the same keys to open that door as well. And right as they're opening the door to outside and freedom, the homeowner is standing right outside there. And he fires into the basement. Um, he clips, it only clips Alex's ear, um, but he also squarely hits the prisoner and he kills her. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alex and Rocky run back into the basement to hide. And when the homeowner goes down and finds the body of the prisoner, he's completely distraught. Like, he's really, really upset that she's mm-hmm. dead. He's like, my baby. <laughs> And you're like, what? What the fuck? Is that your daughter? I'm yeah, yeah, so, yeah. They, like it's definitely meant to be like, wait, what's happening? What's going yeah, on? Like crazy. a little little mystery. Um, so the homeowner relo- relocks the outside door, the door from the basement to the to the outside, and he breaks off a screwdriver in the lock. So now you're like, you're not fucking getting anywhere out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alex thinks that one of their newfound keys that they found in the safe downstairs will open the lock on the door outside that they came in through upstairs. So that's their new plan to get out. Um, but just as they're ready to run back up the stairs, uh, the homeowner kills the power and plunges them all into darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, so now a pursuit commences throughout the basement. Um, the homeowner shooting at them at every turn, navigating with his knowledge of the layout while they stumble around blindly. This scene, I heard, is a little rem- reminiscent of the end of Silence of the Lambs. It reminds me of that. And it also reminds me of... Um Oh, shoot, I forgot the name. It's a movie where there's, like, a zombie, but, like, not, and it's in an attic, and it's completely pitch black, and they're kind of, like, being pursued in the dark. Yeah. It's, like, pitch black and dark, and, oh, I feel feel like it's called Quarantine. Hmm. Did you ever see that before? No, it doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, and it's shot kind of in that kind of same style, like, um, what's it called? Like... Dark vision. Uh, night vision. Yeah, night vision. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, with this, you know, because in Silence of the Lambs, Buffalo Bill can see because he has the night vision goggles, and Clarice can't. Yeah. So, in this case, the blind man, like, he can't see, but he's he's confidently navigating because mm-hmm. of his other senses and his familiarity with the room, mm-hmm. and they're the, they're the Clarice. They're the ones yeah. stumbling around. He's definitely, like, very comfortable and um, certain in his movement and where he's going and all that. Yeah. 
Um, so he, the homeowner finally gets his hands on Alex, but at that point he's out of bullets. Um, and Alex manages to tip over some shelves and get away. Um, they both grope their way back to the stairs and into the house. And then they brace the door closed from the, um, the door down to the basement. Um, and they're safe except for the Rottweiler who has Mm -hmm. awoken. And this is a a continuity breach (laughs) because he's, he was chained. Mm-hmm. When they gave him the drugs, he was chained, and now he's inside the house, not chained. Mm-hmm. And they, there was never any opportunity for the homeowner to go out and take his chain off. So, a little continuity break there. Um, he was really upset. Yep. And the dog he, unchained his. He his, does. He's got. He has really good fine motor skills. Cons. He un, unchained himself. Like, you know what? This someone attacking my house, <laughs> and I have to go. My house. I gotta go fight them. I have to go protect my owner. <laughs> Um, so they're all, you know, that very like, I'm not moving, you're not moving, it's all good, nobody's gonna attack anybody, but hey, then... little poochie poochie! Um, the homeowner reaches the other side of the basement door, um, and so that, like, noise and everything kind of breaks the truce between Alex and the Rottweiler. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that because Rocky had been trying to figure out which key would open the door, and she just abandons that effort, and they both run upstairs to get away from the Rottweiler. The homeowner reloads his gun... Um, Alex wants to hit the panic button on the little alarm remote that he has. Um, but Rocky is still focused on keeping the money because if they summon the police, then they're not going to be able to keep mm-hmm. the money. Also, it's not like a few hundred thousand dollars. It's like it's a, like four hundred. It's four hundred. They said it was a lot. Yeah, no, was, they were like, it's close to like a million or I can't remember what they no, said. They said it was four hundred thousand. Really? Yeah. OK, it's a lot. Probably more. Than I mean, that's a lot seen. of money for, you know, a girl living in a shitty trailer in Detroit. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, okay, so then when the homeowner finds them, uh, Rocky escapes into an air vent. Meanwhile, Alex is flung through a window when the Rottweiler jumps on him, um, and he lands unconscious on a skylight that is in a lower part of the house. Um, so the Rottweiler is now chasing Rocky through the air vents, and she escapes by diving down this chute. Um, the homeowner, meanwhile, fires out the window at Alex, fires the gun at Alex on the skylight. So that obviously breaks the glass underneath him. And now Alex is plunged back into the house on the first floor. Um, so the pursuit continues. Alex is fighting back. The dryer is accidentally turned on. Alex uses the, the noise to disguise um, him trying to go for the gun, but he's unsuccessful. The homeowner beats him. The homeowner finds the alarm remote. Um, and then the homeowner appears to plunge a huge pair of hedge trimmers into Alex's body. And you're like, no, hmm. Alex. Yeah. So now we return back to Rocky, still crawling through the ducting. Um, She finds a grate that opens onto the outside. So she kicks it out. But before she can jump out of it, suddenly she's grabbed um, through another opening into the vent and pulled back into the living room by the homeowner. And he's beating her as well. He's strangling her to unconsciousness. And she wakes up, trussed up in the same spot in the basement as the previous prisoner. You're like... Mm-hmm. Not not good. Like you were kind of hoping she'd just get beaten to death, but no. Mm-hmm. Now she's like hog tied in this harness down in the basement. Yeah, not good. Not good situation. So now it's the first time we kind of actually, you know, are hearing some real dialogue. Um, in you know, the first time since they've been in the house that we're hearing real dialogue, and the first time we're getting it from the homeowner. Um, and they actually they're conversing about his, the loss of his daughter. And Rocky learns that the homeowner had actually impregnated the prisoner uh, to replace his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's uh, he actually says, I'm not a rapist. He did not 
rape the the prisoner. He inseminated her. Mm, yeah, that's not how that works. And he now plans to inseminate Rocky. Yeah, inseminating someone who's not consenting, that's still, that's still rape. Uh, assault rape. Whether you do everything. it with a turkey baster or your penis, it is still rape. Yep. Um, and uh, But that's his plan now, because now that the previous prisoner and his fetus are dead, now he's going to inseminate Rocky and start over from scratch. There's another interesting quote. He said, there's nothing a man cannot do once he accepts the fact there is no God. I'm like, ooh, you just kind of, just gives you a chill. Yeah, he's, and he says it kind of in a gravelly kind of Oh, yeah, voice. he's got a great like, voice. Like, yeah, he, he's so scary. His performance is amazing. Oh, that guy. He's really. Well, he's like a horrible person in so many movies. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, oh. terrible. But this character, like, he's, he's sympathetic, but then he's also horrifying. Yeah, and also his reasoning doesn't make sense. And I'm like, you know, you could just get, I mean, I know part of what he's doing is vengeance. Yeah. Right. But also it's like take that money and get a surrogate a surrogate like legally where you're not like doing all sorts of crazy shit. It's like Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, I don't I understand there's there needs to be a movie. That's the whole reason we're watching this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so me like having these ideas is stupid, but I'm just saying like Okay, whatever. Well, and truly, what does is it gives? Because this could have just been a home invasion movie, and it yeah. just, like your next, where it was just a battle between the attackers and the the people, mm-hmm. and adding this element made it more horrifying, more upsetting. Um, it allowed for this kind of quote unquote second act um, yeah. to the point where, like now, now we believe she's the only surviving burglar yeah and now she's in this position so it's not just fight to the death and then it's over like there's another level well also at the beginning you you're like rooting for these burglars and then you're like but why they're burgling a guy who's a blind man a blind man who's who's lost his daughter that lives in this you feel conflicted and you're like should i be yeah are these people like no i mean you feel you feel bad for rocky but like there's so many things she could do to get out of her situation that doesn't equate like yeah, burgling, abusing other people, robbing people, um, but then you change your mind. Probably once you find out more about him, you're like, yeah. "Ew, okay, yeah. okay, burgle away, rob, rob the shit out of this guy. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks." Um, okay, but the good news is now we're back upstairs, and it's revealed that the hedge clip- clippers were not plunged into Alex's body; they were plunged into Money's dead body. So the homeowner thought he was stabbing Alex. Mm-hmm. But Alex was right next to where he had put Money's body. Yeah. And so he actually stabbed Money's body and not Alex. So Alex is still alive. Um, and he appears downstairs just in time to save Rocky from the turkey baster. Ooh. I mean, talk about timing. Um, and he he beats the homeowner and then manages to handcuff him to the prisoner restraint. So now the homeowner is, is handcuffed. Yeah. And the tables have turned. How the turntables. How the turntables have turned. Addi- and additionally, Rocky now is the one that wants to involve the cops because she's like, this fucker, was high. he was imprisoning her, he raped her, he inseminated her, and then he killed her. Like, he mm-hmm. needs to burn in hell or very least prison. Um Whereas He's about Alex, to do the same thing to me. Yeah. yeah. But then Alex at this point is like, after everything that's happened, we just need to take this money and go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so they've kind of flipped their positions on that. Yeah. Um, and so just as Alex gets the door upstairs unlocked for them to leave, uh, he's shot by the homeowner. 
who has yeah. freed himself. So Alex and does end up out. It's definitely dying. yeah. He's actually does he's end gone. up dying. So it's it's very sad. Mm-hmm. Um. So Rocky flees through the open door and down the daylit street. Um. She's like confident. She's safe. She's standing in the middle of the street, screaming back at him. Um. Because you know it's it's daylight. It's the next day now. Um, until the homeowner sets the Rottweiler loose to uh-huh. pursue her down the street. Yeah. Uh, she manages to get back to their parked car and get in a safe inside. Um, my favorite is when she has to, like, close the window to keep the Rottweiler out, and it's a mm-hmm. manual window, window crank. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, she's like... Eh, 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 yeah. <laughs> trying to she's like, I'm gonna get it. Oh, before the dog gets his head in. Oh, my God. But, yeah, and she dropped the bunny outside also, yeah. and there's no so keys. It's all, so it's all for naught. Um, but yeah, so she has no keys to the car, and now the Rottweiler is standing on the hood of the car. I love that shot where it's like the they cut He's to like, the exterior <laughs> shot of the car, and the Rottweiler is just standing and all you're yeah. like staring in the windshield at her. I feel like if the Rottweiler could talk, he'd be like, "Fuck you!" He'd be like, "What like, you gonna do now, bitch?" I know it's not nothing, nothing good. Probably. No, 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 not a lot of options. But she makes a plan. Um, she uses some cord. She tethers the hatchback. Uh, she lures the Rottweiler inside, um, and then she yanks it closed. He um, almost breaks through the back seats, um, but she punches him in the face. <laughs> Which yeah. you know everybody, you know, just punch a Rottweiler right in the face. Um, right. That's. I mean, that's the only way to teach him a lesson. Yeah, or do the eye thing. The eye gouge. Like, the three stitches. <laughs> three stitches. Like, yoink. Yoink. Eye in the eyeball. Finger in the eyes. Um, and then she manages to link the tether to his collar. Um, and then she escapes the car uh, away from the Wattweiler just in time for the homeowner to arrive at the car mm-hmm. and knock her out. Um, so now we yeah, come. Yeah, he just like punches her in the head. Yeah, basically. yeah. And she's, like, she's like, all right, fine. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. That's, that's all it needed at this point. Um, so now we've come full circle to him dragging her down the street. Again. Um, yeah. We're back. Uh, he's taking her back to the house, seemingly to execute his plan to produce a new child. He's just going to put her back in the restraints. Um, but she sees the alarm remote. She hits the panic button. Uh, she gets a hold of a crowbar. Uh, and under the protection of the deafening alarm, she fights back against him until he's plunged into the basement and a gun discharge appears to kill him. Mm-hmm. So she's back on the street. She runs off just ahead of the arrival of the police responding to the alarm. And then we cut to her and her little sister at the bus station ready to head off to California. And she sees a news report on the TV at the bus station on the break-in that tells her the homeowner survived. Yes. And that's the end. And he only said he had two home invaders and never mentions her third yeah. or any money stolen and essentially she's like got off scot-free kind of i mean not scot-free obviously she's like probably very traumatized but yeah. that the um police don't know about her so that's yeah. a kind of a big deal i think yeah so that's don't breathe yeah. don't breathe yeah did you think it was scary <sighs> or did it just give you bowel clenching anxiety uh, it just like it makes me anxious it reminds me of strangers, the mm-hmm. strangers. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I call it hate watching. Yeah. Where I'm like, this is entertaining and this is like compelling, but I'm also watching it like, ugh, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. I did like it. I mean, I feel like um, you root for Rocky and I liked Alex. Money, I could care less about, but I thought oh, it was you're supposed a good to be a story. piece of shit. He filled his role very well. Sure, sure, yeah. I thought it was original. Like, uh, I mean, there are a lot of movies kind of. 
in the same wheelhouse, sort of same scenario. Um, you know, I think an Alfred Hitchcock movie where the person who's being pursued is blind or I can't remember. Um, there's a lot of different uh, movies where something like this has, is happening. But, yeah. I mean, I liked it. I liked the idea of someone in a basement and, and them. I liked the shots, like you said, like being very similar to Silence of the mm-hmm. Lambs. And I thought that was really good. I also like the setting being in kind of abandoned Detroit. Yeah. Um, so that's all. I mean, that's also something I liked about It Follows, too, mm-hmm. the setting. Um, it, I thought it was pretty just creepy. Well, and it's different. It's not, yeah. you know, it has. It's not like in the middle of nowhere in an abandoned old haunted house. It's or like, like L.A. Urban. Or, you know, like a super common setting. Mm-hmm. Um, it has it has a little bit of its own like Midwestern urban character that's that's unique and it's not used in every single movie yeah yeah so i thought it was um i mean i would recommend it to other people like if you want to see something that's like a thriller yeah that you would like to it's like a cat and mouse kind of situation Mm -hmm. um you would probably really enjoy this i thought it was would would be good but it's not like in my favorite movies (laughs) scary (laughs) i'm like and i don't even feel I didn't feel scared. I just felt like ooh, a sense of dread. It's a dread movie. A dread movie. That's, that's what I'll call it from okay. now on. Those are dread movies. Got it. Yeah. Um, what about you? Um, I agree. I don't think that it's scary by my definition of scary because, you know, I like the ghosts and demons and ghosts and goblins. Uh, supernatural <laughs> stuff um, is what, you know, scares me and creeps me out and makes me not want to walk down the dark hallway at night. Um, this isn't one of those, which is funny because it goes back to that thing of like, well, this is something that could actually happen. Why doesn't this scare you? Why are you yeah. only scared by things that couldn't actually happen? Yeah, I'm like, this is fine. I just have a sense of dread. Yeah. I'm like, ugh. But this is also like a situation that wouldn't just happen to mm-hmm. you. Like, oh, it couldn't just happen to you. Like, you you would have to mm-hmm. have placed yourself in those circumstances to be right. suffering these I'm not events. typically home invading people. Yeah, it's not my style. <laughs> I tend to not do that. Yeah. Um, but like you say, like, I I loved it. I thought it was really, I mean, it is a, not an overdone theme, but it's mm-hmm. not a new idea. You know, no. we talk, mm-hmm. you know, th- there's lots of other scary movies and not scary movies that are based, I mean, we've already done your next, like you mentioned, um, The Strangers. Um, there's lots of movies that are just based on that premise, but it's done really well and it has really, um, some cool elements in it. Again, like the ones that you already listed and then, you know, the addition of the girl in the basement to add another level to it that, um, it keeps you interested, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're, it's not just like, okay, well, they're just going to fight and fight and fight and fight until somebody's dead. Yeah. I think that would be boring. Yeah, but it has um, it has a little bit more of a story, enough more of a story than that Mm -hmm. and uh, twists and turns and things like that to keep it interesting. Yeah. So that what might otherwise be kind of like a dull concept isn't Mm -hmm. in this case. Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah. And then the the added twist and then making you like as the viewer, not really root for, you know, like. As I said, you feel conflicted rooting for these people, and then you're like, no, I'm completely justified, and I knew this guy was going to end up being a terrible person, so it worked out. I mean, no, I didn't know that, but... (laughs) (laughs) But it is. It's kind of fun with that idea of, like, oh, you're the bad guy. Oh, wait, no, you're the good guy. Oh, wait, who's the bad guy? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because it's more complex than that. Like, everybody's, everybody's kind of in the wrong 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, a lose-lose situation mm-hmm. for, <laughs> for everybody in the movie. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I mean, I would recommend it for sure, but... Yeah. But it's not it's not a super like I probably even as much as I like it wouldn't go back and rewatch it a ton of times. I wouldn't either. It's not my like I'm gonna watch this every year Halloween kind of movie. Yeah. Um but I mean I appreciated the filmmaking. I like what the um director has done before and I liked this new you know, this new um movie he did and I haven't seen the sequel. I'll probably will yeah, check I it haven't out either. at some point, but yeah. Well, and the thing mm. with me for rewatching scary movies, most often when I do that, I kind of put them on while I'm doing something else. So a movie like this that is so visual mm-hmm. and it doesn't rely on a lot of dialogue, um, it's not great for having on in the background. No, because that's you have true. no idea what's happening. You, yeah, there's if you're a lot of silence screen, and shuffling. Yeah. And trying to be quiet. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> you're like bang! And then you're like, oh, crap! Like, you're like, what's happening? Oh. I dropped the laundry basket. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Huh. But the... So the other movie that I'd kind of related this to a bit um, and mentioned uh, in when we were telling you we were going to do this movie um, was Hush, which is, you know, another product of Meredith's... My boyfriend. Boyfriend that he's she mar- He's definitely married and happily so, but he's yeah. also my boyfriend. No, married to who? Kate Siegel. Kate Siegel. I keep wanting to call her Katie Siegel. Katie Siegel, which is Peggy Bundy, but um, you've watched this movie more obviously recently. You watched it today. I did. Yeah. Um, I've seen it a few times. I love it, but the premise is very similar. There's like a home invasion situation, and an author. Um, she's a you know she's writing a book. She's very kind of secluded at like is it a lake house or something? No, no, like like just out in the woods. Yeah, it's like a cabin and. Her nearest neighbor is pretty far away. Um, not, not definitely within shouting distance. No, kind of no, far. But walking distance. Yeah. And she has her technology. She's like typing on her i her computer, like Apple. I think it's an Apple product because she's doing like iMessage and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She has an iPhone and she's yeah. using. Yeah. So she's, you know, talking to her sister and. Um, are you, are you going to mention that she's deaf? Well, yeah, because she's, she's talking to her sister, but she's like um, typing it in and. Um, like she's doing ASL as well to her yeah, sister. Yeah, because they're doing like a FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're FaceTiming. Yeah, so that um, she can sign. And yeah, she's. I think she's mute. As she's well. both. Yeah, because she uh-huh. had meningitis, and so she right. yeah, yeah lost both her hearing and her speech. They said I think uh, they said as a teenager. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then somebody like a guy, a guy who shows up in a creepy kind of mask, and he's like kind of planned this weird home invasion to basically terrorize her for no reason that none that you can well really he had already um, attacked her her neighbor friend yes so it and killed it was her. with intent it didn't happen I, I just want to make it clear like he didn't just like stumble upon her house yeah. like it was like for a reason and he knew she was not able to speak and no he did so. not until he got there Oh, I mean, because um, he's like, like making all this noise and everything, and then he's she's not responding, and then yeah. he figures out that she can't hear. Right, right, and then he is able to take her technology and yeah. all that. So, um, and that's then, very like when you said cat and mouse earlier, that was what mm-hmm. made me think of that this one was a real big yeah. time cat and mouse. Oh, definitely, and I mean, I don't know if we should spoil it, but I mean, yeah, no need to. Mm-hmm. No need to, yeah. It's not our, it's not our primary focus for this no, episode, so we don't need to spoil it. It's also on, I think, Netflix. It's still it's on Netflix, It's like an yeah. hour 20. It's not a big time suck. And it's really good. It's by really good. the guy who I love, obviously, and his other shows, 
we were just talking about Midnight Mass before recording. I love that show so mm-hmm. much. Um, and so both so. Um, mm-hmm. Kate Siegel and then also another um, character in Hush, it, they were both in Midnight Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and it's it's a very small cast. You know, it's her, it's the assailant, and then her neighbor and the neighbor's boyfriend. Yeah. And yeah. then you do see her sister on the FaceTime. But other than that, those are the only five characters you mm-hmm. see in the entire movie. Yeah, it's very small. Um, and... Yeah, I don't know. It's riveting. I like it a lot more than this movie. I then think. Then Don't Breathe. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, I get a lot, a lot less of a sense of dread mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't know what it is yeah. about this. Maybe movie. Maybe it's the so. the lack of ambiguity about good and evil. That's true. Because like, in this, like, obviously, there's a, a bad guy and there's mm-hmm. the victim. Yes. Yeah, and she's already is an underdog. Yeah. From the get go, because she's a woman alone. And she's not able to communicate very easily mm-hmm. or shout for help or, you know, whatever. Or hear him. That too, yeah. You can't, it's harder to protect yourself and mm-hmm. keep yourself safe um, yeah. when you're being attacked if you can't hear them coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then there was another movie I was mentioning to Katie and I kind <laughs> of explained it a little bit, but it's like one of my favorite movies, um, like suspenseful movies from when I was a kid. And... I rewatched the trailer today and then wondered how my parents let me watch this when I was <laughs> my daughter's age. I was 12. Wow. And it's called Mute Witness. It came out in 1995. And I found it again. There was like a review on YouTube, I think, that was it was titled like a really one of the best of um, no, like a really good horror movie that you missed or didn't didn't watch. And the um, director, he did. um I think American Werewolf in London or something, and or it Paris tanked. Or somewhere. Yeah, it didn't do well, but this one was really good. And it, the premise is it has like a, an American woman named Billy, and she is um, mute. She can hear, but she's mute, and she can't like communicate. Um, so she communicates using ASL, and she's with her brother-in-law and her sister, and they're in Moscow, Russia, and her brother-in-law is directing a movie. And it's, like, slow going. Um, There's a huge language barrier between himself and the cast and the crew. And um, she, the main character, she does, like, all the special effects and stuff like that. Uh, One of the gags during the the movie, and I call I say gags, like, it's, like, supposed to be, like, blood spurting out of a knife and all Mm -hmm. that. But it didn't work. And she was trying to rig it and, and... her brother-in-law is, like, really distressed. He's like, there's so much money going to this. I'm behind in shooting. And she's like, I'll just stay. You know, don't worry. I'll stay and uh, work on this. But, um, oh, I have to go get my stuff. And then, you know, I'll, I'll meet you later at the apartment. And she goes back into the studio. It's, like, a big, huge, like, um, basically, like, warehouse district kind of area. And she goes in. And she sees that there's still some people there, and it's mostly dark, and it's some people from that cast, they're Russian. Um, So she doesn't really know them, but she's familiar with them a little bit. And she notices a film being made, and there's, like, someone having sex, and she's, like, kind of, like, a little bit chuckling to herself at first. She's kind of in the background, and they don't notice her. And, um... They're having sex, and she's, like, oh, thinking probably, and the viewer, too, oh, they're just, like, shooting a porn or something weird. And then the guy who's having sex with a woman pulls out a knife and kills her. And you're sort of thinking, like, is this real or not? Mm -hmm. Because you just saw um, somebody who was trying to be stabbed in the movie, 
and there's blood spurting and stuff. It didn't work, but she's really scared and alarmed. And you think, since she's like an expert in that kind of stuff, visual effects, that she would could tell the difference. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty clear that it's a murder that she's witnessing. And it's like the Russian mom, and they pursue her. And it's really well done. It's fast-paced and um, just really scary. And she's trying to call for help, but there's a language barrier, and she's mute. Um, so <laughs> Yeah, the language barrier is kind of irrelevant when you're mute. When you can't talk. Even if you spoke Russian, it would not do you any good. <laughs> yeah, she has her, like, her little computer thing, and it's like trying to talk into 911 and speaking in Russian. And oh, yeah. It's like very slow, because mm-hmm. it's 1995, and um, the people are... Uh, breaking into her apartment these like russian mobsters and um she's like running and there's a scene where she keeps like kind of before this happened there's um she's getting ready for work and she notices her neighbor always kind of like looking through binoculars kind of like a peeping tom looking at her all the time (laughs) yeah and she's like oh gosh and she kind of like shuts the curtain she's like that guy's looking at me again so she's being pursued by these Russian mobsters and she runs in front of the window where she knows this guy is always staring at her and she's like starts like flashing her tits in her bush to get like you know, <laughs> to get his attention. She's like, ah, like frantically <laughs> waving and you're like terrified for her and then you're like laughing at the same time. Yeah. So it's randomly really funny yeah. and then suspenseful. So I I recommend it. It's it's good. It's good. Um it's not a dread watch. It's it's funny. It's, yeah, it's funny. It's scary you know, and funny. The, the funnest movie you'll ever watch about a snuff film. <laughs> yes. Way funnier yeah. than 8mm. <laughs> right. So when I was 12, I found out what a snuff film is, ladies and gentlemen. So um, so yeah, if your kids are 12 or older, get on that. Right. Well, it's funny you mention that because I just finally, um, well, not finally, but uh, this past week watched... Um, the Sound of Metal, finally. Oh, I love that movie. It's and it was so just, good. I mean, what a beautiful movie. Yeah, it's amazing. So well done. So yeah. amazing. I love Resumed. He's he, he was amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. and he didn't slap anybody at the Oscars. He should have won. He should have. He should have won something. <laughs> I mean, I didn't yeah. see King Richard, but I mean that performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was and just you have so much just sympathy and empathy. And you're just well, like, and oh I feel gosh. like it, because I remember learning at some point in the past that there were parts of the hearing impaired and deaf community that were anti-cochlear implants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I never really understood it, but I also never really had a reason to give a lot of thought mm-hmm. to understanding it. Yeah. Um, and this movie brought me back to that idea and kind of made me, gave me an understanding of why it's a controversial choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like it's, and well, and it's also like funny for that to be like, and then for Coda. Mm-hmm. Be, oh, because Rizal, it, that wasn't this year. Sound of Metal was the year before, or was it I this year? I think it was last year. It okay. Was like in midst of COVID times. Yeah, because then Coda. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, was a big um, film at this year's Oscars, and mm-hmm. so you know these movies that are really like b- bringing to the forefront this experience of hearing impaired and deaf people. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. Yeah, you yeah. know, because I I feel like you know, th- have you ever had somebody ask you like if you had to choose one, would you rather be blind or deaf? Yeah, and I always say deaf. Me too. Yeah, um, because I feel like it would be easier. I feel like it would be easier to still function in the world, mm-hmm. unable to hear as opposed to unable to see. Sure. Um, but this, and I don't know that any of this stuff really changes my mind about that, mm-hmm. but it definitely, especially the way that they were able to 
produce, and I'm assuming somewhat accurately mimic, although I don't know how you would know, what the world actually sounds like to someone who has cochlear implants. Because it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound true to life because it's not the sound waves coming through your ear naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, And they produced something that, like I say, I don't know how they would know what it actually would sound like to our ears. Mm -hmm. um, But managed to convey how it does not sound natural. To a hearing person. To a hearing person. Mm -hmm. And so a, you know, this main character being a hearing person and then having lost his hearing so suddenly and then thinking that the cochlear implants were going to just fix it. Yeah. And then when they're there. Yeah, thinking it was a good, like a band-aid. Yeah, like it was just, it was was a cure. Mm -hmm. He thought it was a cure. Mm -hmm. And then when they became operational, he was like, this is not what the world it's supposed wrong. to sound like it's not right. Like yeah, I can hear what's happening mm-hmm. with difficulty, mm-hmm. but in t- and for especially for someone who is a musician, even even with heavy metal not being super musical, like you know, for it to be like him expecting to be able to hear the world again and mm-hmm. having it be like disappointing in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it was really interesting. Yeah, and so yeah. to like. You know, I, maybe this is just our episode about uh, sensory disability. <laughs> yeah, maybe. How it comes into play in film. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, like, for people that have never experienced any of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, you don't devote a lot of time to imagining it. Yeah. But it's to have it presented and ha- and be put in a position to think about how it would affect your life, how it would affect you, how you respond to a given situation, how, mm-hmm. like, in Hush, where it might put you at more risk, at greater danger. Um, you know, it's it's really interesting. It definitely is. I love that movie. I have, like, I mean, I can't really relate, but I have, like, tinnitus where I have, like, ringing in my ears all the time. Uh-huh. So that's, like, annoying. Like, right now my ears are just ringing, and I'm, like, I just live with that. That sucks. So it sucks, and, um, but it's not, like, I'm not, like, someone who, like, can't hear. I mean, sometimes I'm, like, wait, what are you saying? Because yeah. it's, like, ring all the time. And it gets annoying a lot of time. And in, I don't know. I'll just have to live with it until I die or something. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> yeah, live with it until... I don't think there's anything to be done about it, but... Um, yeah, I love that movie. I think it's really good. And I like that these movies come out. And sometimes they're scary. Sometimes they're supposed... Like, they're dramatic, like, mm-hmm. sound of metal. And they're just meant to give somebody the a different kind of uh, human experience from, yeah. from um, what you're used to. Yeah, it's yeah. An, and it's an element that sets it aside from other movies that tell the same story. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. all of these home invasion, home attack, whatever movies to have, to introduce that element of... Yeah, and where they're like, ah, let's run up the stairs! You know, like, <laughs> and you're like, why are you so stupid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think um, a good, good uh, conversation. Did you have any... Well, I didn't do my parent corner. Yes, parent corner. Yeah, sorry to say I did, um, Grace did watch this with me. Ooh! Um, And um, kids shouldn't watch this. Um, I'm fine with her having seen it, but, um, I mean, there there are a lot of, there's crude references, like when Money is giving Alex a hard time, or when Rocky's mom is kind of belittling her. There's like... 
blowjob comments like, and gestures, like, yeah, jerking Ooh. off jokes and stuff like that. There's a lot of swearing, a lot of F-bombs. There's obviously extreme violence. And then there's the element of re- reproductive assault. Like, literally, yeah. Rocky is, you know, dangling from this harness while he's coming at her with a turkey baster of his semen ready to penetrate her with it, Ugh. which is problematic. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, I think that's where I got the the same I'm like this gives me like feelings of Handmaid's Tale and then yeah. what was happening to her like you find out later and you're like oh gosh like Handmaid she's a Handmaid she's, she's she a, handmaid. a Handmaid in she's officially a Handmaid uh-huh. um, yeah so it's no I mean not not for not for young young kids yeah, at all not, I would say no. no there's nothing to be gained no. by showing this no absolutely so. not I mean, yeah. I mean, show, show them the, hush. Show them hush. Yeah, hush is good. Yeah, there's there's no there's no sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, it's less gory. Yeah. Um, but it is just as, if not more, so um, intriguing and suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Um, and a good story. Yeah. Um, less uh moral ambiguity in terms of who's the bad guy and who's the good guy but that that can be helpful for children children adorable she of course she you want to root for her oh god yeah when when is she ever well i don't know maybe mike flanagan will make her the bad guy someday i like well she was a bad guy in In bly Bly manor Manor, that's Mm -hmm. right yeah um they're like why won't you just die she's like (laughs) 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 i'm gonna live in this trunk She's like, good day, sir. Gonna haunt you for the rest of my days. Give my dresses to another woman. I know. Fuck you. Fuck you. Conjunctivitis. Wait, conjunctivitis. It's not in your eye. This shit's consumption. Consumption. Wrong. Conjunctivitis. Maybe it's both. Oh my god, her eye just kept oozing to death. Consumption. She eye oozed to death. Yeah, consumption sounds terrible. I don't want to die from that. No, I don't want to be consumed by anything or anyone. Yeah, no thanks. No, thank you. Anyway, um, next time we are going to be talking about Drag Me to Hell. No joke this time. This one, this time is for real. Yeah, I already said that a few times. I think maybe, but for yeah. real this time. No, just once. We we declared it once, and then we retracted. Yeah, they were like, never mind. Yeah, just kidding. And <laughs> and but listeners, you should know is because we had an opportunity to record that episode with the individual that recommended the movie. Yes, to yeah. Meredith, and so yeah. we needed to reschedule uh, based on that individual's availability, and so that is yeah. why it was changed. Yes, yeah, so we'll watch. We're not that. like flighty assholes, okay? There was a reason. You know what? Suck it! You don't pay... <laughs> boys and girls, you don't pay anything. You don't pay anything for this. You do nothing. Boys and girls, shut your mouth. <laughs> you just listen to us for free. We we pay... I pay for this to be posted. And... And you know I what? don't pay her back. You get what you get. You don't get upset. That's what I say in, class, in the class. I say that, and it still... It doesn't work. They still get upset. Yeah, they're like, I want the blue marker. I'm like, no one gets the blue marker. <laughs> they're like, we're 11 and we suck. Yeah, and you're like, well, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I guess, yeah, you're entitled you to get, suck when you're 11. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Okay, well. That's a wrap, we will, folks. That is a wrap. We'll <laughs> see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.